Moshe Rabbeinu's Yurtzeit is tonight. Why is that significant? Well, uh, first of all, it's taking sides in what was originally a, a machlokas, but it's not really a machlokas lahalacha. And that is, when do we observe Yurtzeit's? Yurtzeit is the anniversary of someone's passing. When someone passes away in a standard year, there's only one other. The question was, when is his death memorialized in a leap year? Now, when we were discussing, let's say, the ages of animals and people, which there is nafkabin is halacha, you have to know how old the person is with regards to arachin, and whether or not he's commanded in in uh, to keep the Torah, whether he's bar mitzvah, reached adulthood. You have to know when a year is up, because certain transactions, real estate transactions, also have a nafkamina. When is the year come to an end? And as we saw in Carbonos, animals have birthdays. Animals have to be within their first year, within their second year, and a few other halachas, usually involving maturity, uh, where you have to know when the year is up. So you have, uh, in front of us, you have uh, this idea that, technically speaking, the second Adar is considered the real other. Now, something that began in the leap year, there were two others, so it's pretty clear that when uh, the leap year rolls around, you follow whichever other it was, uh, that the, uh, let's say, the, the animal or the person was born. But when a person is born, or an animal is born in a regular year, and we're looking to see when his birthday rolls around in the leap year, we generally follow the view, as brought in the Talmud, that uh, it's the second other that counts. Basically, uh, someone, if you have a standard year, uh, take, for example, year 17. Sorry, not a, that's not a standard year. That's a leap year. Year 17 of a cycle is 13 years after year four. Year four was not a leap year. So in year 17, no one is coming of age to bar mitzvah in the first other. Whereas year 19, which is also a leap year, that's 13 years after year, year six, which is a leap year. So in that year, you do have people coming of age. It's their bar mitzvah year. Uh, so you have to look at these things. And with regards to yurt sites, which is not halachic, there's no real halachic nafkamina for yurt site. Uh, it was decided that those should be observed for whatever reason, unlike births, they should be observed in the first other. So if you calculate backwards from uh, what's been told in the book of Joshua about how 30 days after Moses passed away, Am Yisrael got ready uh, three days in advance of crossing the Jordan. And then a few days later, they... <clears throat> They had Passover. Uh, you could find that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away in a standard year on the seventh of Adar. So that's what we're observing right now, uh, and that connects us to Purim. Uh, it used to be Purim uh, could have been observed twice in one year. Now, how do you do that? Two Purims. How, how did that work? Well, nowadays we look at our calendar. We'll see that uh, next week on Friday, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, is Purim Katan, minor Purim. What does that mean? It used to be when the Sanhedrin was deciding every month uh, what they, an individual month starts, and also they could have chosen to intercalate a particular year. It's not that they were necessarily following this cycle that we follow now, that years 3, 6, 8, 11, 14, 17, and 19 are always leap years. That's the cycle. That's a, a later convention uh, based on uh, quite a few uh, mathematical traditions, also signs that the so-called Chachmeavon, Greek not necessarily from Greece, but Greek mathematicians came up with. Uh, it used to be that the Sanhedrin was supposed to decide, hopefully well in advance, let's say Tishrei time, 
if there was going to be two others. Sometimes it's fairly clear that a second other is coming because if not, Passover will be too early in the season. But sometimes they waited later to announce or at least to perhaps even make the decision, not announce it, but to even decide. And we even saw beforehand that sometimes they did it too late. Chizkyo uh, Amelech used considerations that he probably should not have that the sages disagreed with. And he added a second other all the way at the end of what was already Stam Adar. Now, that was uh, a few centuries before there was such a celebration as Purim. But considering all this, it could have been that there was Stam Adar, just, you know, the, the month after Shvat, and they observed Purim and Chushan Purim on the 14th and 15th. And for whatever reason, uh, the decision was made that now they're going to add a second Adar. And the rule is Purim is supposed to be observed in the second Adar, the Adar closer to Nisan. So it turns out that what they did, their observance of Purim, was not not for naught, but uh, they're going to be observing Purim again. So they used to observe Purim twice. Uh, it ended up a Purim in the first month and a Purim in the second month. Nowadays, we just have Purim cotton for which really there is no commandments. There's no observances. Okay, so some people eat a little bit more. Uh, I remember someone pointing out that the way Judaism has evolved, it's going to become a Chomorah. And then it's going to become Amidus Hasidus, and eventually uh, everybody's going to start doing it until you're going to have to do it. And if you don't do it, you're some sort of kofer. Because that's how Midot Hasidu work, unfortunately. Someone picks it up, and then too many people do it, and suddenly it becomes, well, now you have to do it. Everybody's obligated to do it, like our yarmulkes, for example. You know, this is the only going's perfect example. This was a Midot Hasidut, and now... Uh, if you don't wear it, you're basically a kofer, and many people actually think that's the that's their way of rebelling. They don't want to keep Shabbos and don't want to wear a yarmulke. Okay, what are you going to do?